Coming up tonight, we begin by sharing our favorite and most bizarre Christmas movies and brainstorm some personal themes for 2019. Then we get into the week's big tech news centered around the annual Consumer Electronics Show. We've got 8K TVs, smart home ecosystems, airplay everywhere, talking toilets, and so much more. Stick around. It starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 228, recorded January 7th, 2019. Brand new year, same old tech. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast of the future. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by our own pair of baby New Year's. It is Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Yeah, we're so fresh. Our own pair of what? (laughs) Baby New Year's. What's that? The you know the baby with the sash and the top hat, the official mascot of New Year's. Are you not familiar with Baby New Year? I don't actually. Yeah. I kind of want to know the origin of that. No. As we all run to Google, Baby New Year. Oh my God! That first Wikipedia picture is horrifying. Oh yeah, look oh, at wait. that. Let me put this up on the screen for the folks watching the video version. That's uh, that's upsetting. It's some sort of like uh, the the Island of Misfit Toys doll. Mm. No, Baby New Year uh, is the personification of the star of the New Year, commonly uh, symbolized by birth or rebirth and a baby. And that's also another, you know, when your baby, the first baby born on January 1st is called a New Year's baby. There you go. My father was a New Year's baby. Oh, yeah, that's why we call him every New Year's Year's Eve to say happy birthday. My grandmother always tells the story that there was a, a hospital in the town that I grew up in, Adams, closed long before I was born, but uh, was open at the time. And if he had gone, if my grandmother had gone there to give the birth, he would have been the first baby born in the county. But because that hospital sucked, they drove to the farther away hospital and he was the second baby born um, <laughs> in, the, in the county. So he didn't get any kind of special note in the Damn. paper or anything. Yeah, no accolades. Nothing, nothing at all. Just a regular dude. Did you know that there's a, you know, the, the Rudolph's uh, stop motion claymation video, Christmas video? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rankin you know Bass. What? Rankin Bass. Those were it, those were the name of the guys who made those. Oh, okay. Anyway, obscure fact. You know, some more, some more Sean Jennings trivia. But did you know, Sean, here's some trivia for you. Did you know that there's a sequel to that? What? Yes. There's a sequel. <laughs> yes, Sean says as he scans the Wikipedia article more thoroughly. Actually, I did know this because there was a great article this year about... It, oh, no, is it this one or there's another sequel that, that Rankin-Bass did that is horrible? That's so... That's, like, notoriously bad. But I gotta see if I can oh, track man. down the name. of it. it might be this one. I'm not entirely sure. Well, I don't know how bad it is. It's Rudolph's shiny new year, and he rescues baby new year. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, they did uh, all of those really creepy. Uh, it doesn't have a reception uh, heading, so, I, and I'm guessing it doesn't have a Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, but, but let's see. The one I was thinking of was Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, which is yeah. a real thing and does exist. It's got a fifty percent tomato rating, so it's it's right on the line. It's it's oh, semi. It oh, it does have reviews. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's we're we're a little late to these in the new year here. That's true. I don't think I watched any of those movies this year. No, they do you still watch air a single, though. 
Did you watch any Christmas movies? I definitely saw like parts of more than one Hallmark Christmas movie, but only parts. Do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie? And you can't say Die Hard. It's not a Christmas um, movie. Yeah, the one with the BB gun. Oh, Christmas uh, Christmas Story? Is the, I, I kept thinking that's what it was, but I was like, that can't possibly be what it's no. called. Well, I, wa- I want to say A Christmas Tale, but I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right. It's just A Christmas Story. A yeah, Christmas and story. I was only introduced to it relatively recently. But uh, before that, I don't know that I had a favorite Christmas movie. I feel like uh, I like Rudolph and I like The Grinch, too. Frosty's okay. I don't like the one with the heat miser. I think it's dumb. You're uh, without a Santa Claus? Yep. There's another one. Uh, I don't really like the black and white ones. Like, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, what's the other one? Miracle on 34th Fourth Street, Street or something? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm, those are just okay. Hmm. Yeah. I think. Have you, How about have, you, Sean? Do you have a favorite? Well, have you guys ever seen the um, Michael Keaton Jack Frost movie? Is that the one where he dies? Yes, and comes back as a snowman. That movie is awful, but it's awesome. <laughs> I wanted Matt to watch it for a Christmas episode, and he would not. That's a very bad movie. No, I don't really think I have a favorite, like, actual Christmas movie. Yeah. Have they made any new Christmas movies? They've well, just redone the Grinch like four times. Well, that's true. I think it is a lot of like the Hallmark movies, like you mentioned. That's kind of the big new thing. That's the new Christmas film innovation. Mm. That's what the kids are watching. <laughs> the kids. The kids the kids love Hallmark and Lifetime. Uh, <laughs> yes, Lifetime. Lifetime is what I was thinking of when I said Hallmark, but I guess it's Well, they both make movies, so you're you're in the clear. <laughs> Yep. Did oh, it, boy. Did you guys have a nice... So we've been off for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Resting I got up. Com- I got complaints that we were not <gasps> available. No. The fans yep. have spoken. Yep. The people have had enough. We can never take a vacation again. And now that we're back, they're saying, go away again. We <laughs> <Yeah>. were wrong. <laughs> we made a terrible mistake. Wow. Well, we're back, whether you like it or not, folks. Um, for a whole nother year. Can you believe it's 2019? Now, I know this is I know this is a very standard joke question, but I'm going to ask it seriously. Any New Year's resolutions this year, guys? Mm. Um, no, no. Uh, what do you mean it's a joke question? Lots of people have no, New Year's No, but I think when people ask it, they don't mean it seriously. I think people ask it like, uh-huh, so any New Year's resolutions? But I, I think like nobody ever actually wants to hear what your New Year's resolutions are. Yeah, I do. I, so, okay. Well, I I took a page out of, I think I got this from Dubai Friday. Uh, and I think yearly themes... Just like a thing to try to do. Sure. And I think and I think what I've decided on is just like it's the year of uh switch it up. Okay. Just try something else. And I started doing that this weekend. I, now Dan, can I if I may so boldly uh interject here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when like of everyone I know, you're probably top three of most likely to switch it up. Now again, that may say more about me than it says about you, but 
Do you, I think it definitely does. Can your life handle more switching it up? <laughs> oh, believe you me, it can. Oh my god, I'm anxious just thinking about it. So, so this so, weekend, Sean. Yes. I I switched up and I bought real books instead of Kindle books. <laughs> Whoa, slow down, Dan. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just like I, I haven't read a real book in a long time, nor have I bought a real book in a long time. Well, I, I think I brought this up on the program, but I will buy real books when I really like the book, but I've already read it on Kindle. I won't read the real book. Sure. So oh, I'm God. Being... Can we can we pause briefly? Like, Just go back, rewind in your brains, and pretend I made a Nintendo Switch joke like five minutes ago. Anyways. About what? About switching, switching it up. up. <sighs> I thought it was hilarious when you made it several minutes ago, Colby. So, <laughs> me too. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, that, that yeah, that's all. So that that was my first my first switch it up. But it can be anything. It can be what you eat for breakfast. I eat the same thing for breakfast almost every day. Um, you can switch that up. That could certainly do some switching up. Um, what could Dan eat for breakfast? What do you now? What do you normally eat for breakfast? Well, and yeah, in the summer I drink drink. In the summer I eat cereal, and in the winter I have oatmeal. Okay. Some, sometimes I'll get crazy. I'll do the overnight oats, but not usually. Um, you don't. You get. You get. Do you ever? Do you like eggs? I do not like eggs. We've been mm. over this, Colby. Mm. I don't like eggs on their own, and then at that point, it's too much. There's too much stuff going in for it to be a weekday breakfast. What like what do you need with your eggs for it like, to be? I like I like omelets. Um, okay. I like a I don't know what the name for this is, but you get scrambled eggs and then you have a bunch of stuff in it. Like a scramble. Uh, a scramble. Thank you. Uh, I'm down with that. Uh, I'm down with an egg sandwich. Mm-hmm. See, egg sandwiches are more achievable than you think. That's like, true. All, all you got to do is cook the egg and you just slap some cheese on there and put it on a toasted bread of your choice. <laughs> he makes a good argument. I mean, you can't disagree with that. Listen, I think that's a thing to try. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about the uh, the soy sauce eggs? The no. soy sauce egg? No, I don't think so. This is something I've also been meaning to try to switch it up is you make scrambled eggs, but um, or you're going to make a scramble. Uh, oh wait, wait. Sorry, let me back up. This is like a Japanese breakfast thing. Would be like white rice with egg on top. I think a fried egg on top. Uh, but someone introduced me to the idea of like that's kind of bland. You might put a bunch of soy sauce on it, but you can before you put the egg in the frying pan, whisk the egg with soy sauce and then fry it. Hmm. Uh, supposedly very good, and then you can put that right on the rice. So Ooh. I'm also going to try that out, but maybe that could be a breakfast thing. That sounds kind of good. I want to try that. I like that. Wouldn't have thought. So of that. that's my that's my theme of the year. Okay, Cole, would you have a theme this year? Not yet, but I have been thinking about this. What my theme should be. Well, if fans have any suggestions, at Colby Rabadou on Twitter, tweet them at him. Don't tweet them at me or at Don't Panic because we we're not going to answer. But get at me. What do you think Colby's theme should be? <laughs> new year, new. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can just start doing the hair to the other side. That'd be crazy. That too too big too big for you too bold. 
I do. I do need to get a haircut soon. I've been thinking about changing Ooh. it up somehow. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know how though. Probably not that much. You could get a mohawk. See, this is why we <laughs> need an interactive show because this is the part where we go. And now you at home press one for frosted tips. Press two <laughs> for kid and play block haircut. You know the block. Uh, you yes. know we we could and the fans That'd at home amazing. could vote. That would be cool. And then you would have to do it. <laughs> yeah, legally binding. Yeah, and legally that, that binding. rules. I don't make them. I just work here. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Sean? Um, mine is much less fun, but my uh, theme this year is details. Details. I am a, I am a really good, and this is, this is both at work and in my personal life, I am a Pretty good big picture guy, I feel, but I tend to let a lot of small details slip by, mostly sure. due to my bad memory. So uh, I'm going to try and be better this year about writing down small things, accomplishing small tasks, um, and not letting, you know, like when I get a bill in the mail, don't just, and yes, I do still get bills in the mail, uh, don't just, uh, don't just like toss it on the counter and then forget about it, like actually pay it right there, you know, things like that, just more follow through. Now, Sean, have you read Getting Things Done? Does that sound like something someone who doesn't get things done would do? Yes, because you've read like <laughs> because you had enough time to read the book. Uh, no, I no, I have not. I, I have not. It's been recommended <laughs> to should... me by multiple people. Yeah, oh, you boy. Should, uh, you should give it a shot. I think like many processes, it is most useful for inspiration uh, yeah. of how you might want your process to look. Because uh, I have I have tried a number of processes. Again, it's always a follow through issue where I do use it for a while, and then uh, and then no dice. No dice. Like I just you just I stop just, following the process. Or you I stop. stop. I I I am I am the I, literally nothing in my like I tried to take an adult gummy multivitamin. Did that for about a week, and couldn't handle continuing to do that. So. It just, uh, I just very short term thinking um, that I just have no follow through on. So I just got to be better. And twenty nineteen is going to be the year, guys. Well, I like that you have a theme. Yep, you guys got to uh, start somewhere. How are you going to remind yourself about the theme? Like, how how will you oh. prevent the theme from being something that you also stop doing eventually? Oh no, I forgot about that. <laughs> Shoot, uh, mm, how am I going to do that? <laughs> I gotta do that. I'm gonna forget I made this promise literally tomorrow. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow not remembering what my theme was for this year. <sighs> Whoops. Okay, well, you know, hey, maybe well, there's a, a different theme. We got suggestions for you, Sean. I would like you to try a new breakfast out. as well if anyone has any ideas. <laughs> I eat the same thing every day, so I've what never tried eat? overnight What's your oats. breakfast. Um, I have a uh, a kind bar. A kind breakfast bar every day. Oh. It's very boring. Like, you never... But it's very easy, because you just grab the bar. Well, I feel like a really easy way is to just, like, go someplace and get breakfast. Do you ever do that? No. (laughs) No, I don't. I feel like it's different when when you're in a car. uh, I don't think it is. extra step. I used to, I used, if you recall, when we, we lived in Poughkeepsie, I, w- I would start my every day early so I could go to the good <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> uh, which was not on my way to work, but uh, it was near 
work, sort of. My issue is well, I'm in not... the opposite direction? Yeah, it was the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one was so bad. That's true. <laughs> I mean, my issue is I'm just not swimming in self-control. So if I ever went out for breakfast, it's not like a small thing. It's all the things. I see. I see. That's fair. But um, mm. but I, I did... I, I am trying pour over coffee this year. Um, so... Uh, a, so far, so far to mixed results. So, you know, hey, it's going to be a great year, guys. Mixed results. I'm going to have to think about this more. I'll report back next week. Please do. That would be a great theme this year. Figuring out a theme for this year. Seems very accomplishable. <laughs> or figuring out a theme for 2020 could be your theme for 2019. <laughs> and then you're covering both years. Just get your shit on track <laughs> get your shit together colby <laughs> uh, it's a lofty oh lofty goal <sighs> well any uh anything tech wise happening with you guys over the last couple weeks oh i told you something Same. oh my led one of my led bulbs stopped yes. working what i know I thought that wasn't supposed to happen for like decades uh, certainly not after two years but well, you should see if are. it's still under warranty I mean, probably not worth the hassle, but... Yeah. No, I just bought... And the other thing I realized, you can't get single LEDs on Amazon, so I bought four more LEDs and resisted the temptation to get smart light bulbs Mm. very easily by looking at the price and going, and then running away. (laughs) When they're 20 bucks a pop, then I'm in. They're getting there. They're they're not there yet. They're getting there someday. I feel like the like the knockoff, the off-brand ones that I used to have were less than $20. The, the trick is you have to buy them in bulk. If you get like mm. a six-pack, the price gets down close to like $30, $25, but you got to buy like a <laughs> bunch. And that's the problem I always run into is I always just need one more. <laughs> you always need like, one I don't wanna, more. I'm afraid to buy you more have lamps. spares? I, I have no spares, actually. I just had to go get another one when I got my floor lamp. I was oh, like, God, wow. I felt like a dummy. I said, I'm just, it's just putting in good money after bad. <laughs> Shame on me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's I'm ha- my tech news. I'm having an issue with my new 10R. Did I tell you guys about this? No. No, uh, it just dies for no reason. Suddenly. No response from the screen. The device is just completely shits the bed. And then I have to do a hard reset to bring it back to life. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, But I'm doing something different this time. Normally, I take it to the Apple store. The problem is going to the Apple store. It's like a minimum hour wait. And I ain't got time for that. Uh, So um, I tried doing phone support this time. And they are going to mail me a new phone. And I have to mail this one back. Mm. Which seems more convenient, but what worries me is they the the Apple people on the phone were like really shady, which is kind of unusual for Apple. But they were really shady because they're like, "Oh, we're gonna put a temporary charge on your credit card in case you steal the phone and don't give it back." And I'm like, "I get that; that makes sense." And they're like, "But we're gonna pre-charge you for the repair, and if it's covered under the warranty, we'll refund the money." And I'm like, "It's a two-month-old phone." I'm guaranteeing you it's covered under the warranty. Like, 
short of me chucking mm. it in a blender, which, by the way, would be covered under my Apple Care <laughs> anyway. Like, what scenario would I pay for this repair? Because either it's a warranty issue or it's accidental and that's covered under my Apple Care. And they're like, we still have to charge you. It's like $400 if they. So I send this oh, to geez. Apple. And if they just say, no, it's not covered under your warranty, I have to pay $400. Now, I know if I just went to an Apple store, they would just give me a new phone because that's just how the Apple store works. But right. for some reason, their phone support is super sketchy about how that's this repair weird. process works. It, it was really, it was really, I was like, is this normal? Well, maybe they're, they're, they're pretty tight-lipped on the repairs at this point. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, I'm the idiot who went and got the brand new, never tested iPhone where the first run always has manufacturing problems. I'm surprised it hasn't been bent in half yet, but um, I, I, it's, I'm curious to see what they'll say, but if I return the phone and they say it's out of warranty, I don't know what reprieve I have, so I'm sure it won't be a problem, hmm. but it was just it was very weird the way they did it. Maybe it's more for a like I don't know. I'm sure there's people who like well, I guess you said that you have the super Apple Care, but like maybe there are things that are like not covered in the super Apple Care, right? Well, like, and the manufacturer's warranty is only one year, so if it is a if it is a manufacturer's problem, theoretically, I mean, I get the idea that you want to pre-charge people. It is an ex, it is a four hundred dollar expense. You want to make sure people can pay it. I get that, yeah. but like it's a two month old phone, like. I don't know. I like. I don't. And again, between Apple Care and the manufacturing warranty, I cannot imagine a scenario where they would repair it and it wouldn't fall under one of those two. I agree. So weird. New phone comes tomorrow. I'll follow up next week on uh, on how it goes. Well, that's good to know. If I ever need to get my phone repaired, just go to the app honestly, and I'll do that next time. It's just not worth. It's not worth the hassle. I just wish that they would be better about letting you make appointments and stuff at the Apple store. You can do that. You can, but you have to call. You can't just no. like do it yourself. I couldn't figure out a way to do it. I've done this in New York. Maybe oh, it's in your only fancy certain stores. New York Apple <laughs> store. Okay. I, I've done it in Boston, too. On your fancy know. Boston Apple <laughs> stores. Um, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Maybe uh, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Because if you call to do it. and you ask them, they will make you an appointment on the phone. And by mm -hmm. the way, every appointment's like a week out. The Apple store near me is just overrun. Totally. They, they got to do something about that. It's um, out of control. All right, guys. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about? Non-tech news related? Mm, no. I got no. nothing. Then I we got. shall pivot. Uh, this is this is my most ex one of my favorite episodes of the year. Oh, or I my guess goodness. this one, the next one. Dan, prepare to be mildly disappointed because CES 2019 is here, and nothing wacky was really introduced this year. What? I hate to break it to you. Everything's what? normal. It's honestly a mix of all boring stuff. I could. No, I no, 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 no. Okay, Sean, you're missing. What you're am missing. I? What am I missing? Right, I looked. You maybe, maybe I'm just go. out of maybe I'm just out of sorts because we haven't done this in a while. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I cannot believe I can't even type. All right, all right. You bring in Dan while you're doing that. Let me uh, bring everyone in who you know. Uh, a great podcast I listened to reminded me that 
you know, every episode could be someone's first episode. So if you've never joined us on Don't Panic before, thank you for being here. I thank you to everyone who's joining us live right now on Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show and Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. Comment along with the show. Uh, Emily uh, in the Facebook chat says, Jack Frost, uh, the movie is terrifying. I recall being traumatized. Yes. Um, so please comment there. Uh, Monday night's about 10, 15 Eastern. We do the show live. Uh, if you're joining us, we spend the second half of the show talking about the week's tech news. And this time of year, early January, is CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, been going on for decades. It is the show for consumer electronic brands to come and show off their big wares. It's mostly gadgets. It's a lot of televisions. I would say not so much phones because usually Apple does its own thing and the Mobile World Congress is later in the year. It's not even really, it's somewhat laptops, but uh, Computex really does a lot of those. But it is a lot of gadgety type um, stuff. It's now a lot of smart home is really a big theme. Um, and a lot of computer accessories and things like that as well are announced. Um, and this year we had a number of things brought out, guys. Um I guess I will ask then, is there somewhere you'd like to start with CES, or should I jump into some of the, the key things we've seen this year? Yeah, jump, in, jump into some of the key things. Okay, some of the key things we've seen this year. Uh, televisions, always a big deal at... Um, always a big deal at CES. This year is no exception. 8K is coming. Um, a number of 8K products announced from all the major manufacturers, Vizio, LG, Sony, Samsung... The big boys all announced different 8K TVs, also updated 4K TVs. The other big innovation, quote unquote, this year, micro LEDs. Um, this is uh, Samsung's big pitch on their, uh, or no, I'm sorry, LG. I get confused after a while, guys. I got to be honest with you. They really blend into each other um, at some point. Um, but micro LEDs. Um, I'm trying to find the article that explained micro well, LEDs. Micro LEDs. Now these are, and again, this is kind of a bit scientific, so I may not understand well, the exact principles. Buckle up. They're <laughs> smaller than regular LEDs. Okay, that makes sense. Now they're not bigger than nano LEDs. LEDs. So don't they're, get confused there. Are there also nano LEDs? No, I made that up, but it wouldn't surprise oh, okay. me. We'll see that at next year's CES. <laughs> right. Um, no, uh, what it is, is it's millions of inorganic red, green, and blue microscopic LED chips. Um, that's what's the difference between OLED and micro LED. OLED has the organic compound in there. That's what the O stands for. Without it, uh, micro LED should deliver perfect blacks because all of the microscopic LEDs can be turned off individually. Best in class brightness and an incredibly wide HDR color palette without burning and longer lifespan. Uh, I thought that's what OLED was. But this is better because there's no organic piece of it. Whatever they put in the OLEDs to make them work, and I do not know what that is, um, it uh, has a lifespan. Your TV actually goes bad oh. after a while, and these don't. These are just straight-up LEDs. Um, it's a, An OLED it has here is a... Um, I'm trying to find what the actual organic film is. Um, traditionally made of. Uh, oh, God, this is way too scientific. I'm not even going there. Uh, but Samsung uh, showed a 75-inch TV um, using uh, modules. So you could actually take it. It's a, The TV is actually several pieces. Because they're the LEDs are so small, you can actually break them apart. And so there are these panels you can take off the wall, and you can put four of them and make a TV this big, or eight of them and make a TV this And you kind of, like, assemble a TV 
And that's because the micro LEDs are so small that they can be easily kind of segmented into these little, uh, these little modules as they call them. Okay. I'm so confused. Okay. So you, these LEDs are small. Micro. They're micro. They're small. Uh-huh. But what prevents you from splitting up a TV into panels sections today? I, I Dan, well, I am. I don't honored. think anything does, but I think that uh, you have like seams. Yes. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Dan, I'm honored that you think you think that I know the answer to that question. So thank Sometimes you for asking. You know me. things. Um. No, I, I think actually I think Colby is would be. I don't know the answer, but I think Colby's probably right. Um, is that uh, seams are probably a big issue. Um, and it's also that bigger LEDs require bigger stuff behind them. And so you can't as easily split up the panels. Mm, that makes sense too. Um, but that is a good question. So, yeah. I mean, looking at these pictures, it looks like there's a seam too, but it's it's uh, pretty subtle. Again, I, is this something that you'll ever actually buy these this panel sort of version of it? Probably not. Will you buy just a more boring 55-inch version of this in six years? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, this, this certainly is interesting technology, and it does seem to solve a lot of the problems that come from OLED. Um, the issue, of course, with something like this is always price, which, of course, Samsung has not said how expensive it will be. Um, the uh, micro-LED, they actually... Uh, showed micro led for the first time last year just in very kind of like rough sort of technical demos um and this year they're not giving any firm official prices um or release details so uh, you can't even buy this yet the story of everything at ces uh it certainly is the story of a lot of it i mean we do see a lot of previews of what's to come like i said 8k tvs are coming in the next year um, what you'll be able to watch on them, literally nothing in 8K, but your 4K, I'm sure, will look twice as good or something like that. Yeah, I was so recently, and by recently, I mean over over Christmas break and finally wrapping up last night, I, I rewatched Lord of the Rings, and I remember when it was a big deal that I could get that on Blu-ray. Mm. Uh, and then, but then I was like, well, they they must milk the crap out of this, and they must have you know a, a 3D release and a 4K release, and they don't. Yeah, it's and, a lot of rights so issues. Like, if they don't, if they don't have a 4K release of of like a big movie franchise like that, what 4K movies can there possibly be? Is it just new stuff? Well, the issue is, if you wanted to buy a 4K Blu-ray, you have to have a 4K Blu-ray player, right? Uh, which they don't, there's not many of to go actually uh-huh. physically buy. I think Sony makes a couple, but they're not, they're not coming and They're pretty expensive. I think they're like 200 bucks They're which for a Blu-ray player is pretty expensive. So I, I think that's more, I mean, you know, I agree with you, Dan. I think the, the you know, physical media is interesting, but 4k streaming's really got to be really got to be the future. I mean, there are technical limitations to how much data they can get on a disc. Um, and I think it's so, especially when you start looking at 8K, I mean, I don't know if Blu-ray even has the limitations to, to be able to handle 8K. Um, they had well, to, I, I think, I think they're using double layer Blu-rays for 4K. So I don't even know what they, how they could do a, uh, an 8K. Quad layer. <laughs> Dan spoken like a true marketer. Two Blu-rays. You take the, you fix the first <laughs> yes. one and you put in the second one. Well, yep. they, they already had to do that for the Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> yep. 
It's like the old uh, the old laser discs where you had to flip it over halfway through the movie and right, see the, the second the half on the other side. Computer games. Yep. We've done this before. It works fine. Yeah, people love laser disc. Um, I give you one example of an 8K TV. Uh, TCL showed a lot of stuff. They're a big partnership with Roku, um, developing an 8K television in collaboration with Roku, uh, scheduled for release by the end of 2019. So um, that could be coming soon. Cool. Yep. So that's pretty much it for TVs. Um, we saw what else did we see? We saw a lot of smart home stuff. We saw a ton of smart home stuff, mm-hmm. uh, inclu- including a lot of good. smart home ecosystems. That's the big thing because it's companies that used to just make one camera now make everything. Companies that used to make one smart switch now make everything. So there's now the TP Link. Everyone loves TP-Link, right? I'm sure you guys, your house is filled with TP-Link smart home stuff. Well, now there's a TP-Link ecosystem, and all the TP-Link smart oh. devices talk to each other. What about Arlo? I know you guys are big Arlo guys. Yeah. Well, the good news is there's now there's Arlo. the whole Arlo ecosystem. They got switches, and they got plugs, and they got lights, and they got cameras. They got it all. Ring, the Ring people, owned by Amazon, they've now got smart smoke detectors and floodlights and they've got all kinds of stuff everybody's got all the smart home everything and they all talk to themselves and not much else oh and they all have google assistant and amazon alexa built in but not home kit some do that's also a big story that we can certainly talk about is oh, apple yeah. integration huge throughout almost all of the tvs i mentioned here today coming out in 2019 have airplay 2 and HomeKit support built into the TV, which we'll get to this, basically makes the Apple TV worthless, I would argue at this point. I was going to say, so does this mean um, the HomeKit integration means that it acts as a HomeKit hub? Yep. I I believe so. I believe so. Um, Now, I should specifically mention Vizio, LG, Sony all announced AirPlay 2 and HomeKit support. Samsung announced AirPlay 2 support, no HomeKit support, but Samsung is getting the uh, iTunes built-in apps with Bixby voice support. Mm. Oh, Bixby. Oh, Bixby. And that was a big thing at (laughs) Samsung's announcement, uh, going all in on Bixby. Uh, That will be the central hub of their AI-connected everything ecosystem. the name of Samsung's stupid Android uh, fork or whatever it was called? Oh, yeah. See, I keep thinking of HTC Sense, which was theirs. What was Samsung's? Oh, boy. This is where we need a chat room to jump in and tell us the answer, because I don't know. TouchWiz. TouchWiz. Oh, geez. TouchWiz. TouchWiz. What a a terrible name. So, yeah, they're, they're sort of up. They're sort of up there, uh... Up to their old stupid name antics once again. Branding nonsense. Bixby. Bixby, your old pal Bixby. Um, Yeah, so that's huge. Um, Apple was all over, surprisingly, a a company not showing at CES, but was really uh, kind of all over the place. Hmm. Uh, Did I also see they're they're doing iTunes is going to be on other things now? Yes, just one announced so far, but uh, Samsung 2019 TVs will support iTunes. There will be an iTunes movie and TV shows app. Uh, It will be available in 100 countries on both Samsung's 2019 TVs as well as 2018 models after a firmware update. Um, 
the uh, Apple was very specific to say that Samsung smart TV ad tracking features cannot track your viewing usage in the app, um, part of their privacy focus. Uh, and uh, the app will integrate with Samsung's on TV search. So you can use, like I said, the Bixby built-in voice assistant on your Samsung TV to search within the iTunes uh, app on there as well. Um, and it's believed it will support uh, their upcoming video streaming service. Um, and like I mentioned, AirPlay to support also on these uh, on these televisions. That's cool. AirPlay 2 is cool. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I, I want to AirPlay to everything. All I, the time. You know, on one hand, I, it's surprising that they haven't done it yet. And on the other hand, like I said, surprising that they did it. Well, it is. I, I kind of is because of how many years were people talking? Oh, Apple's going to make their own TV set. They don't need anyone else. They're going to make their own TV. Why? Why bother doing even something you can plug into other people's TVs? And now it's like the complete opposite, where they don't even need the hardware, the TV hardware anymore. Because what do you need an Apple TV for? If you buy a Samsung TV this year, what do you need an Apple TV for? Um, the TV app. I am a big fan of the TV app. But can't you just AirPlay it from your device? That's a good point. Um, the AirPlay support is kind of weird. Like, it is. I because yeah. not all app, apps do not have to support it, although many do, and I'm not sure that they realize that they do because they're using like <laughs> the default iOS player. Yep. Um, like, does Netflix support AirPlay? I don't think so. It seems like they try really hard not to. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird like content rights stuff that limits with AirPlay, which is weird because most of the apps I find that don't support AirPlay do support Chromecast. Well, right, but that's because the Chromecast is uh, the one doing the actual streaming. Right. So the danger of the AirPlay is that you could be sending it to someone to some like unauthorized AirPlay device and use it to record the protected content. I can AirPlay to my PC. Right. Dangerous. As dangerous. We can't allow that. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would the, the NFL thing, do? People will be asking to take Flash out of the browser. Like, well, come on. You can Crazy. use AirPlay for Netflix. Oh, interesting. They added support for that in iOS 7, so it's been there for a while. Wow. Yeah. All right. I was very wrong. But you also got to remember, too, Netflix is the company that puts their app on, I think my toaster supports Netflix, so it's not like there's any lack of places to watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, we talked about this yesterday. Yesterday? Was that yesterday? Can was, you believe it? Oh, my God. The Bander, the Bandersnatch, the Bandersnatch, you can't even watch that on Apple TV. I know. Some BS. Yeah, that was some you, custom stuff. Well, can you watch it on an iPad? Maybe. I don't. I didn't try. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. I, maybe I need to bandersnatch and report back. I feel like it did. So I tried to do it on my Apple TV, and it did show me a little video like, oh, "Womp womp, you can't do this." But try it on your like litany of other devices, and I think one of them was tablets. So I assume that okay. includes iPad, but I, don't I would know. think that seems like a good place to implement something like that. Yeah. I mean, you'd think like why? I don't know. I'm sure there's a technical reason why it doesn't work on the Apple TV. Or maybe it was too hard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. We could I reach out to Netflix for comment. <laughs> well, I think it's probably just the case of they 
stack rank their platforms and they did the the all the new ones I think are all web based and the Apple TV I know is not mm-hmm. um, so they probably did all the web based ones and all of the most popular native app platforms and then Apple TV didn't make the cut that's my guess that's my guess um, yeah yeah so, uh, and we also saw, in addition to, uh, like I said, AirPlay 2 and HomeKit coming to a lot of major uh, televisions, we saw big uh, smart device integrations. Like I said, Google Assistant is, uh, Google said, will be in over a billion devices this year. Um, Amazon also having strong integration throughout um, just about every smart device has those in there. Uh, let's see what else was announced. Dan, I saw you put a link here in the chat that, that yeah. you might like to talk about. Um, a fully immersive experience, Dan. What is what is this? All right, because every year we need the stupid smart home thing. That's been our new yeah, featured but, story. I mean, you're assuming this is stupid, though. Well, well, <laughs> well. Let's tell the folks at home what it is, and then maybe they can decide if it's stupid or not. Um, Kohler, the fine folks at the Kohler Corporation. You, you see them at the Home Depots and the, and the Lowe's. That's right. Your, your, your local hardware stores, the plumbing company. They're back with a fully immersive bathroom experience. Ooh, that's <laughs> very, what I want. Very I want to be immersed. Uh, let's start with uh, the uh, Numi 2.0 Intelligent Toilet, uh, which is a very strange thing to say. Um, it, it promises customers a fully immersive experience thanks to the many lighting and audio enhancements. I well, love that's what not, I want. I'm not sure I want to be immersed in my toilet. Well, you want some things to be immersed in it, <laughs> but you don't want lighting, Colby, so that you know some good old mood lighting. I was yeah. trying to make a bad joke. <laughs> you didn't want to fall in the toilet. Yeah. Well, it, if this was, thing gets a mind of its own, you won't, you know, might not be able to stop it. That, that's true. But uh, that's what I really didn't understand was like, you know, the the title of this article is uh, a fully, Im- well, that's not the title of the article at all, but the title image shows not a fully immersive toilet, but a fully immersive bathroom. Well, and they announced a fully immersive bathroom's worth of stuff. Right, right, right. But I don't understand why their their marquee device is the toilet. Like, mm. uh, you know, I, I people relax in their bathtubs. I can totally see lighting on bathtubs being a, a like cool feature. Uh, and on the other hand, though, with other light bulbs and stuff. Yeah. On the other hand, though, like that's like a once in a while thing. Like your toilet well, is a multiple times a day. Colby, thing. treat yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? Maybe that should be my theme of 2019. That should I you know what I am here for this theme. Yeah, you gotta be good to yourself, man. That's true. That's true. Let me ask you this, Goldie. How many smart light bulbs do you have in your bathroom? Uh zero. Mm-hmm. Big I mistake. If I, could put some. I am renovating my bathroom in the next year or two. Ooh. And I actually have the authority to put this shit in my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Sean, the boss of his domain. Why do you think I bought a house? <laughs> Smart toilet. That'd be crazy. Uh, let me uh, let me read a quote for you guys. I am a giant fan of the press release quote. Um, this is from David Kohler, president and CEO of Kohler Co. Uh, connected quote techno- uh, connected technology is driving innovation in the smart home category, but connectivity alone isn't enough. 
We believe in leading with design and seamlessly incorporating the right technologies so that our customers can personalize their bathroom experiences to be just right for them. How are they doing that, you may ask? Uh, I mentioned the Numi 2.0 Intelligent Toilet uh, anchors the whole system. Um, it's Kohler's most advanced intelligent toilet, as opposed to their dumber intelligent toilets. Um, it offers exceptional water efficiency, personalized cleansing and dryer functions, a heated seat, and high-quality built-in speakers. Um, the, okay, uh, one of those things I'm into, the heated seat. You, you're, right. not, you're not in for the uh, personalized cleansing and dryer functions? Uh, I, you know, I've, I've not had much experience with the bidets, but I'm told they're amazing. So I, I would be willing to try it out, but the heated seat, you know, easy sell. Easy sell. All right. So we've got you there. It also has, uh, support for, uh, Amazon Alexa built in. So, uh, simple voice control of Numi's features and access to tens of thousands of skills as well. Seamless integration of voice control into the bathroom. Uh, oh, my goodness. I went yep. to the Kohler.com website, and we're, there's a video. We're going to sell them on this. With this, with music that sounds like something out of Blade Runner. And then you look <laughs> at the video, and you're like, wait, this is from Blade Runner. The future is now. I was like, they spell connect with a K. Like we're oh, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some credit. <laughs> Turn light. Let me give you some of the examples of the commands that they expect you to use. Turn lights to makeup mode. Fill spaghetti pot. That's it. Oh, start my morning shower. Spaghetti pot. Start chill time. Turn on ocean deep lighting. God, I want all this. So, I've never wanted anything more in my life. So, yeah, another one of my many dead horses that I will, you know, beat forever. Right. Uh, is that we should have more dumb robots that do things for us. You've heard me say this. Yes. And I don't know what whether I don't know what's going on, but something sometimes I don't know if you've seen this, Sean. Sometimes things in your house they just change. It was used to be one way and then suddenly it's another it's another way. Yeah. Um and for me, this happens with my faucet, my or my faucet, my shower. Mm -hmm. The like specific angles that you have to turn those the hot and the cold shower head to achieve your desired temperature are consistent and then they sometimes they change and then they're suddenly different and when it's different it is very annoying yep but that this is a problem that a computer could solve i don't need a smart faucet i mean i do i i guess a smart shower head maybe but the head isn't sufficient i want to be able to tell it hey here's my desired temperature Turn these faucets, like figure out what, you know, directions you need to be turning these faucets at so to achieve my desired temperature. Dan, the good news is Kohler has a solution for you that does exactly that. And and how much of my wall do I have to tear open to use this thing? Literally all of it. It's called the DTV <laughs> Plus Shower System, and consumers can create presets for sound, water, steam, and lighting, delivering the ultimate customized spot-like showering experience. <laughs> Using Use voice or a wall-mounted interface to access presets, make adjustments, and use the system's eco-settings to control water usage. Uh, and essentially the way it works is you can pre-program a temperature, and when you turn on the faucet, it's already at that temperature. It's already at that temperature? It pre-warms it to the exact temperature. What? This is a thing. This exists. And by the way, this isn't new this year. They've had this for a little while. Now it's got an app. 
that you can talk to. Ooh, yes. But put it this way. The only way you can buy it is through Kohler Design Services. They literally have to come to your house and custom install this. Like, this isn't a... You can't go to Home Depot and buy this. This is for a different sort of people than us. Oh, no, Colby. This... They don't even tell you the price. Uh, That's not a good sign, but this appeals to me so much. Oh, this is all I've ever wanted. Because this actually saves you time. Like, it's not a useless bit of luxury. They do have new this year. How long in your life you've wasted futzing with these stupid knobs trying to get the the heat to be the right spot? You're not wrong. Well, and Dan, it would also be great if there was a little chime that like went off when the heat when the shower was actually ready. Yeah, it, it'll That'd alert your phone. Amazing. You'll get a, a a push alert on your app. Yeah, I want Alexa yes. to tell me like, "Hey, Colby, your shower time." <laughs> Well, the good news is they also have introduced Perfect Fill trademark technology, uh, which can draw a bath to your preferred preset temperature and desired depth of water with a simple voice command or through the Kohler Connect app. Honestly, this is pretty compelling. This is all really good (laughs) stuff. And then I'll, I'll throw one more on there for you. The Sensate Touchless Kitchen Faucet, which allows users to turn water on and off. Um, with simple voice commands, but you can also dispense measured amounts of water. You can tell the faucet, I want eight ounces of water, and the faucet will distribute eight ounces of water. What world are we Build living in? Pot. This is amazing. I mean, this is, this is, this is great. A now sensor on the valve useless. monitors water usage, which is displayed on the Kohler Connect app for convenience. That one's pretty useless to me. I think but this is I'm, all great. The... The bath. I don't take many baths, but maybe that's something I should switch up. Switch it up. Taking more baths. Um, now the question is, guys, do you want to know how all, how much all this costs? Because I do have some yes. prices. I am right. interested in the shower. Okay, Dan. Thing. The the DTV Plus shower system with voice commands and spot presets will cost you, and I'm assuming this is not installed. So just the hardware, three thousand dollars. Okay. Dan's thinking about it. <laughs> Listen, that's just like, that's probably going to be the cost of a MacBook Pro in about two years. Well, so. you're not wrong. Uh, the <laughs> the freestanding bathtub, uh, which has the smart fill and it's got lighting effects, that'll run you about $5,000. And the star of the show, the Numi 2.0 Intelligent Toilet, will run you a sweet $7,000. What? Or 9000 if you want it in black. Ah. <laughs> yep. uh, the apple the apple the black tax yep um that's shocking to me the the toilet is more expensive than the shower than the bathtub the entire bathtub i mean it's an intelligent toilet dan it's you know what it is it's those high-end speakers they put in there that's like that's the thing i really don't need well you don't think you need it but imagine you sit on your toilet and like you know Awesome, like well, Highway to Hell what starts am I playing. Say? Uh, play the most recent episode of Dude by Friday. Yeah. I mean, I to be fair, I have a Sonos in my bathroom. See, this guy gets it. If it was just built into the toilet, I could reallocate that Sonos for listening elsewhere. I mean, it's a two in one product. Mm hmm. Just so weird. I mean, it's going to pay for itself. I am I am really really interested in the DTV Plus shower system. That's that's something I, I I remember once watching an episode of House Hunters, 
that really inspired me because they went into this house and it was like a real kind of old crappy house and it was a real fixer upper and they're like yeah some guy bought it and he had it for years didn't really do much with it they go through it and then they get to the bathroom and the guy must have spent his entire renovation bath so it's just like a really crappy house with the most insane gorgeous bathroom you've ever seen and i'm like i kind of get it i kind of get it if you want to ruin your house that's like over the top why not your bathroom why not your bathroom why not your bathroom that should be Kohler's slogan I think the bathroom is one of the places that dollar for dollar you can get the most benefit. The bathroom and I'm not going to say your bedroom, but simply your bed. Like those are my oh, sure. two, my two yeah. picks. I, you know, I feel like you're you're onto something there, Dan. I think like the least money is probably spent in the bathroom, and the most money on stupid shit is spent in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I think like the like benefit is probably inverted like stupid kitchen tricks like are are not good for you like yeah like a, a all you want in the kitchen is a, like a reliable thing with like dials that turn like what you, there's no like and and all the touchscreen crap that they put on everything is abysmal you don't want the alexa microwave no, I don't want the Alexa microwave. Well, we, we, we didn't talk about the uh, giant over-the-oven screen that GE <laughs> announced where it replaces the vent above your stove with a vent with a giant 24-inch screen in it. That's like right up here as you're cooking at your stove <laughs> that you can do video chat and watch vi- and watch like cooking videos on. Oh, God. <laughs> Falling squarely into the who is this for category? Yeah, I don't know. Like... I feel like, yeah, the kitchen is the the place where you need simple, reliable things like the bathroom. However, go crazy, go nuts. That's our our advice. Uh, so if you're looking for it, check out Kohler, the fine folks at Kohler. Real innovators over there. All right. That that was my contribution. It's not as fun as the uh, the micro the, uh, the the clothes dryer or I forget which other ones we had. Well, we this should year, do a worst of CES episode at some point. Oh, over all the years? <laughs> yeah. I, there would be a lot. But like I said, there weren't a lot of like really... I did see one bonkers gadget that it wasn't even a working prototype, but they were still showing it where it's a carafe that heats the water as you pour it out. So it's cold <laughs> water in the carafe, and, and it goes through the top, and when it comes out, it's hot. That's pretty cool. And the, it uses... Uh, magic yes literal <laughs> magic uh no some kind of fancy technology but they couldn't prove it works so you know typical ces <laughs> why would you want to do that because there's no waiting yeah it's instantly hot they're making a they're making a dishwasher a a, a, a like countertop dishwasher that you can buy using the same technology Okay, now now I'm interested. And it's actually it looks really cool. What was the name of that company? Uh, I feel like I've seen this too. Yeah, it was I think at CES last year. Um, I gotta see if I can find it. Not dishwasher, dish. I can't type. <laughs> Not um, dishwasher, dat washer. <laughs> Yeah, so here we go. the The name of the company is um, Heatworks, and it's Omic Array, uh, which is electric. It uses a, an electrical conductor between graphite electrodes vibrating the minerals in the water. 
Um, right now, they're selling their uh, dishwasher f- uh, pre-order for the Tetra dishwasher, two ninety nine to start. It's just like this glass cube you can put dishes in. It looks pretty sweet. That's awesome. I the how much and how much does that run you for? The dishwasher? Yeah, two ninety nine. Two ninety nine? Yeah, tabletop dishwasher. Right. It's just clear what? clear cube. What's it called again? The Tetra, T-E-T-R-A. Uh, the pre-order T-E-T-R-A. should start. It's not available for pre-order yet. They say in the next couple months it'll go up for pre-order. The fine folks at Heatworks. All right, that's all I want to talk about at CES. I, uh, we talked about the Apple stuff. We didn't talk about Apple's billboard. Um, no. But we don't, we don't have to. I don't to. know if anyone has any thoughts on it. No, we're we're more or less out of time anyway. So unless there are any kind of concluding thoughts, uh, no, not about CES. Although if we do get this Facebook story at some point, I do have I have things to say about the Facebook story. Well, we make our own rules here, Dan. You want to get to it? We yeah, you get to present it. what you think this Facebook story is about. Oh no, oh no, <laughs> it's a trap. You're really setting me up, it's bud. It's a trap. You're really. It's not a trap. You're not trapped. The New York Times is trapped. <sighs> Go out that way. Uh, Facebook has had a number of privacy-related uh, issues recently. I guess would be a generous way of putting it. Um, and the New York Times published this story in mid-December. We're just getting to it now, but uh, still somewhat relevant. That uh, Facebook had um, engaged in data-sharing practices with other technology companies. Um, some examples listed in the story here. Facebook allowed Microsoft's Bing search engine to see the name of virtually all Facebook users' friends without consent uh, and gave Netflix and Spotify the ability to read users' private messages. Now, to be fair, from Facebook's perspective, they say, well, uh, you, uh, in in terms of the private messages, which was sort of, I think, the biggest thing people took from this story, that it was giving um, these companies the ability to read your private messages, what it what Facebook says is it gave them permission to be in your private messages just so that they could message you. So if you're on uh, Spotify, for example, they could send you a direct message saying, hey, you might like this song or you might like this music. It's not that they um, were were reading your private messages. Uh, This information comes from a leak uh, of uh, several documents as well as interviews with 50 former employees of Facebook. Um, Facebook did say they found no evidence of abuse by its partners. Um, and that they their biggest partners use the data appropriately, but they did say they had mismanaged some of its partnerships, allowing certain companies access to continue long after they had shut down the features that required the data. How'd I do, Dan? Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's a good summary of the article. But the, the thing that the article gets totally wrong, and, and Facebook did a really crappy job, and it, unless all this is office cake, Facebook also did a crappy job explaining this themselves, is that that's like the Spotify thing with the private messages. Like that is a thing called OAuth, right? And when you need OAuth permissions, like you ever you ever log into a website and like uh, you're authorizing this Twitter app to read your followers. Mm-hmm. You know, you log in with Twitter, you get one of those messages. Uh, Spotify wanted to be able to send or allow you to send a message uh, like share a song via a Facebook message from the Spotify app, which meant that they had to be able to get the 
messages OAuth scope, mm-hmm. which allowed them to read and write your messages. That they only got that information if you like logged, if you connected your Facebook account to Spotify and you agreed to do that, so that that feature could work. It wasn't some like data sharing. It like data. It <laughs> as a program, it's so frustrating. To me. Like, it's not a data sharing scheme. It's how right. the internet has evolved to work. Yeah, like, this not- is how you can connect websites together at all, and it's a good thing. Like it enables competition. It allows your data to move around. Yeah, it's not like they just left your data sitting out on a park bench or something and, you know, Spotify walked by and picked it up. I mean, you know. No. And Spotify could not access anyone's data who had not logged into Spotify with Facebook. It would have been physically impossible. I, I think this circles back to why we originally called the show Don't Panic. I think this is a perfect situation of... Don't panic yeah. when you hear the headlines as you're, you know, I, I can I can hear it in my mind right now. Your local news reporter coming up tonight at 11. What Facebook is doing with your data more after this, you know, it, where they just summarize a story in a way that doesn't really get into the complexities of it. Now, I will say there has been clear evidence that whether it's Facebook or certainly some of these other social media companies have been rather cavalier with how they use these, o- oh, these sure. authorizations. And in terms of informing users as to what the authorizations actually are and what they mean and stopping them when the user stops them. Well, okay. I, well, I, I, my point here is that there are a lot of reasons to be angry at Facebook and this isn't one of them. Sure. We should be focusing on the ones that we should be getting angry at them about. I think that's very fair. Instead of getting distracted by this. But, you know, Android does this. You install an Android app and it's like, this app will read your contacts and uh, talk to your mom. Uh, and everyone just says yes. It yeah. doesn't even matter that they're saying it. And I think OAuth has the same problem now. Mm. Um, do you think? Do you think this will slow people down from from authorizing apps, or do you think people just don't just don't care, or aren't interested enough to learn what they mean? They I just click think, okay. I yeah, I don't think people know. I think some people, I think the nerds are not using Facebook login anymore, which sucks because it's so useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, you know, shying away from it now. But I don't know that anyone else is. And I, But I also suspect what this means, though, the probably the bigger change will be that there won't be as many new companies created whose only way you can log in is with... Um, uh, some app, some social app thing. Because I remember a time like 2012, 2014, where I was like, "Oh, we don't need, we don't need to run our own accounts. We'll just use Facebook login." I mean, hell, yep. we did that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then it broke. <laughs> it and it broke. Break. Facebook broke our stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> they didn't uh, know here, but. That's true. But in response to that, we did get a sweet new website. We did. The we sweetest did, did. new website. That is true. Which everyone should go to over at don'tpanic.io. I don't get emails from GraphCool anymore. Are they still uh, are they still kicking? I don't know. The website still loads. That's true. Dan, I think that was a very good explanation. Thanks. Um, but we got to move on. We got to move on to picks. 
Uh, this is the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world, something we've been enjoying. I'm sure we've got a, a big backlog of picks. We haven't been here for a few weeks. Some really good stuff <laughs> to share. Um, I'm going to jump in and go first because I, I feel like and I'm on the top of the list here. Uh, and I've got a quick pick. I've got some for you to watch. I've been watching a lot of YouTube um, and not like the stupid, dumb YouTube that I'm embarrassed to say exists, but like there's actually a really, I think, a really good amount of highly produced, really good content on YouTube. And one of the channels I am a big fan of that I am a subscriber to is SB Nation, which is the sports arm of Vox Media. Um, and they have What's a the SB stand for. Is it sports ball? Yes, it is sports ball. Sports ball nation. Uh, actually, I have no idea what the SB stands for. That's a good question. They should make a video on that. Um, <laughs> but what I like about them is they have a, a several really excellent uh, video series that they do about sports. And I learn a lot. Everyone always says, Sean, where do you learn all this random shit, you know? Uh, it's from watching stuff like this. They've got, um, not to go through all of them, they've got series like uh, The Worst, where they pick the worst Super Bowl or the worst March Madness collapse. And they kind of take you through the whole story. And those are really interesting. They've got one called Beef History where they take two famous athletes who are who have a beef and they break down where the beef started and the, the history of that. They've got a great one, Rewinder, which takes some iconic moments in sports and tells you what led up to that moment. It's all these sort of mini documentaries, um, but they're exceptionally well produced um, and really fun to watch. So I recommend if you're looking for s- some new content, they're publishing stuff all the time. Um, SB Nation on YouTube. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, Colby, mm. what do you? Got? Mine's a mine's a board game. What? Uh, I got this game for Christmas. It's called the the Quest for El Dorado, uh, and it's like it's fun. It's like so. It's like a uh, uh, I think the 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 term is a deck building game. So like you start out with like these you have like a deck of cards and you start out with this, like these like base cards. And then you're trying to like improve your deck of cards. Meanwhile, you're like racing the other players across this map. Uh, and two things are cool. One is that the map changes every game. So like there are like these big, like hexagonal pieces that you can like rearrange and put together. And there are like preset, like, uh, layouts and stuff for it. Uh, and the other thing is that it's fun, I guess. I don't, I don't remember what the other thing was, (laughs) um, but, but, uh, it's pretty fun. It's like a combination of uh, like, I played games that were sort of like race races like this. And I played games that were, are like deck building games. This is surprisingly fun combination. Dan's talking, but I can't hear him. You have well spotted. Mm. Um, what's another example in your head of a deck building game? Dominion. God, Dominion. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's the the. It's like the the deck stuff is a lot like Dominion, mm-hmm. but unlike Dominion, where you're just trying to get like points by improving your deck, this you're like racing to El Dorado. It's very cool. Uh See, I don't know if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, sounds fun. Now, I should warn you, it is for ages 10 and up, so you <laughs> may not apply. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's also relatively fast. It takes like an hour, and it, it seems like pretty consistent, like it's actually an hour. Some games say they take an hour, and it takes like an hour and a half. 
Sounds good. The Quest for El Dorado from the fine folks at Ravensburger, available on Amazon now. We'll have the link on the website. Uh, I will say, guys, you were just bragging about how great the website is, and I agree it's great. But Zach in the Twitch chat points out he was trying to find something the other day and had to browse all the pages. We should have a pick search on the website. Yeah, that's probably well, true. Can't say I disagree. If you go to don'tpanic.io slash picks and use the amazing search feature, which is control or command F in your browser. But didn't we, yeah. hang on though, didn't we, is that a publicly available page? I think yes. it is. Oh, we should promote that more. I didn't even <laughs> know that was a thing. So we really should promote that more. I thought I thought you had to be logged into. Oh, you look it at that. It could be better. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's a uh, start. Totally. It's for 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 our like in the know listeners. What I should do, and I will, Zach. I promise you, I will do this into all. The, I I will tweet the pics every week, and people can search our Twitter feed. Now it's only moving forward, so sorry, but at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, I will I will uh, tweet the pics every week. Oh God, this is. My, my first thing I got to follow through on in 2019. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Make sure to sweat the details on this I'm one. really, that's, I'm going to immediately forget I made that promise. Uh, all right, Dan, take us home. What do you, what do you got? Um, I actually didn't really have a pick, but I started listening to this podcast today called uh, The Dreamers. The Dream. The Dream. And uh, it's a podcast about multi-level marketing schemes. Nice. Uh, and I've only listened to the first episode, but they promised to, you know, uh, have some hard hitting. I, I don't know if hard hitting journalism is the right word, but they're going to talk to a lot of people, including some people who run multi-level marketing schemes, some people who have been broken out of the spell, as it were, and some people who are still under the spell. Um, first episode is really good. It covers this like crazy cultish 90s market level marketing scheme uh check it out uh it's on it's on stitcher it's a stitcher original podcast series but it's it's available on all the things so cool you know i read an article today uh the uh, the dream available on stitcher yeah i read an article today that uh they expect uh podcasting advertising revenue to top 600 million dollars this year why don't we have any of that guys well we have some of it we got 10 bucks or whatever right i i i think uh that technically counts as advertising i sort of affiliate links yeah Yeah. so everyone should go to don'tpanic.io if you're interested in picking up uh, colby's board game pick we'll get like 38 cents if you buy one so check it out those pennies click on all those links really add up Um, click on them and then buy them because unfortunately Amazon doesn't pay us for impressions, yeah. Yeah. We need you to like, follow, and subscribe. Uh, Get behind us here. Like I said, the website, of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Uh, We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Overcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, now on Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Also, video version on YouTube. Uh, You can also follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. I will think about tweeting the pics. Uh, and you can email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com if you have feedback or thoughts for us. Any other suggestions you'd like on our webpage, please. Colby's looking for a goal this year. Give him something to do. That's right. It's um, true. <laughs> Maybe we can have like a, a bot, like the New York Times bot, where it's like, on this day, don't panic, 2016, <laughs> we picked this. Oh, there you go. That's a fun idea. I like that. I like it. 
If only we knew somebody <laughs> who could do that. Yeah. Well, I've been meaning to learn Rust, so. I'm going to assume that's a programming thing and just not something get you get your tetanus shot first. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, that's what people tune in for those jokes. Um, <laughs> well, we are going to wrap it up here. Thanks everybody for joining us on our first show of 2019. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Uh, it'll be just Colby and I next week, which will be fun. Little tease for you. Dan couldn't be bothered to show up. So <laughs> couldn't yeah. be bothered. Nope. He's got better things to yeah. do. He's going to cheat on us with people to see his secret podcast up in Canada. He's got to go spend time with. So if only Colby and I will be okay. All right. No, I'm Uh, just saying I need more kid eating connections than I currently have. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, Dan's going to go try and find some Canadian friends. Colby and I will be back next week for more tech news. A good time on behalf of all of us. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for more. Don't panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.